Good morning, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Digital Nomad Skills and How to Become a Digital Nomad. I am your host, Rahim Hamada, uh, and today I have another special guest, uh, and his name is Green Cross. And Green Cross is an NFT specialist. He is going to explain to us a little bit more about what he is doing and explain to us how he started and his story as a digital nomad. Hi, Green. How are you? And uh, first of all, I would like to welcome you to the show and thank you for uh, being here with us and sharing a little bit of your knowledge. Thank you very much for being here, for having me. It's, it's a pleasure. Green, b- before we, we start uh, our podcast, uh, I would like you to tell me a little bit about yourself. Let's, let's get to know you just a little bit. Tell us who you are, what you do, your story. Well, I am uh, actually a Venezuelan-born artist. Um, I'm a, I, well, I'm, I don't like to call myself artist, you know, because I don't really think that's art what I do, but people like to say it is art so yes <laughs> okay so, so what been, is it that you do well i try to create uh, as much as possible and try to live off those creations let's say but it's um uh, you know there's people who actually study for these things and go to school and they go to art school and all that and they, so, i believe that those are, that, that are those are you, they can call themselves artists i just make stuff and and sell it but this, the thing is that some people like it and some people call it art let's say so let's say i in my in my twitter bio it's uh, i have a let's say yeah, i'm a crypto fartist so not <laughs> You're a crypto fart. that's a funny one. okay so so what is it that you create okay explain to me a little bit like um what is it that people see that you've created and they like is it pictures or what what is it exactly well, I, I do mostly what uh, I started. To, well, I'm actually a, a musician. This, is, this I can say I am. You know, I've been uh, making music for since, I don't know, 2000 professionally. And um, in 2008, I actually lost my job as a normal job, let's say a nine to five job from the, with, the, with the economic crash that there was at that time. I don't know if you remember that. Yes. Yeah, and since then, I became self-employed and started working on, uh, you know, uh, uh, gigs of music. You know, I started playing music uh, like um, internationally. I started playing in Brazil. I went to Germany and Amsterdam, the Netherlands and so forth. But since then, I have never, uh, let's say, worked for a company anymore i've just uh, since then I, I i lost my ties to uh, to the normal to what what you say the normal job you know what people would call the job okay and, and i just, started doing just to to elaborate you said you are playing music you are playing music as a dj right yes or, correct okay. but I, I also produce music for let's say other people uh, for other for brands and stuff like that, you know, it's like uh, under uh, commission, let's say, right? So it's um, this is how I, I I started with music, and then I since since be, before that I used to be always uh, like creating graphics and graphic design and learning uh, about graphic design and all that. So lately, what I've done is I try to fuse both. Um, both disciplined right so music and also making graphics making visual stuff so this is what led me to what i am right now to the point that i am right now in the in the non-fungible tokens or nfts world right um actually my first nft that i sold was a music nft at the beginning when i saw this all happening I said, well, I also want in into this. You know, I am in cryptocurrencies in 2016. And in 2018, 17, I started seeing this uh, craziness about the, about the NFT things. And I did not understand it at all back then. You know, I didn't know what was this. Why would somebody want some little picture about something and pay for it when they could just download it for free right 
And then I, I totally lost the boat, I have to say, at that, tone, at that moment. I saw this um, super famous NFTs happening. Uh, nobody wanted them. Uh, they, they were called the crypto skulls. They were like uh, little photos of uh, pixelated skulls. Nobody wanted them, but there was another one that everybody, let's say, had them back in the day, and, but they, nobody gave too much value. That was called the crypto punks. I don't know if you ever heard about those. Yes, I have heard right now, them. they, yes. Yeah, so they, they, back in the day, they were actually free. You could have them if you had an Ethereum account and they were airdropped to you. Airdrop means that they will send it to you for free, right? Yes, yeah. And yes, as a gift. So people got them mostly for free. And it just so it happened that uh, in 2020, 21, uh, they, I don't know, they became what they called a, a historical NFT. So they, people actually started wanting to have them and paying astronomical prices for them. You know, I remember seeing people seeing paying uh, what was back then five Ethereum, which was, I don't know, $10,000 or something like that. And right now they are trading for 80, 87 or 90 Ethereum, which is about a quarter million dollar. And this is for the cheapest one, right? And then... <laughs> Do you happen so to have any like, of them? Oh, sadly not. Yeah, no. sadly not. Because but like I said, back in the day, I was not really... I didn't even know what was that. I knew that this was happening, but I was okay. I was more interested in, in, the, in the... More in the crypto, like, right? right? Like, uh, okay, let's, let's see how can I make some coins. You know, I didn't have how to actually translate my normal money fiat money into cryptocurrency so i had another way like uh, what you call mining but i was not mining with computers i was mining with content yeah, so i would create I, I, content I, I just want to stop you right here for just one second just to elaborate because some people do not understand what is fiat actually so fiat is basically yes. the normal currency like us dollars egyptian pound lebanese uh, currency whatever currency these like whatever it is real money this is called fiat as opposed yes. to any other cryptocurrency is not a fiat basically so, so correct correct and then um back in the day i was more focused in into creating cryptocurrency or acquiring somehow cryptocurrency so there was a, a platform that you could actually create content and you would get paid for that uh, content in in form of crypto right you would, uh, for example, it was a, it was actually a blogging platform. So you would, people would just write and put some photos on. I mean, create good pieces of content. It could not, it could not be really low effort stuff. It had to be something like uh, that would give value, right? So the people who are reading it, and then people would uh, upvote your content. Let's say you have uh, an amount of money in your account, and then the more amount of money you had of cryptocurrency you had in your account, the, the more um, expensive your vote became. So if I saw, for example, that you, Rahim, uh, you, uh, you made a nice piece and of, uh, of text, and I, I, I think, well, this deserves 100% of my vote, then I would vote you. But what happened is that I wouldn't lose any money for that vote, but you would gain money. Right. So this this platform gave me like a, a nice start for for into into the, the crypto mining, but mining with content. I didn't mind like everybody thinks like, um, for example, you have a lot of computers running on all the time and then they you are uh, processing the transactions that happens on the on the on the blockchain and validating them. And then you get paid for that. That's what it's called normally mining. mining. But this is another kind of mining. You mine with content. You create content and you get paid for that. And that goes to your account. So you it, it was, let's say, like imagine Facebook, but instead of the likes, you when you get a like, you get money paid for that, for every like, mm -hmm. right? But, and then your, your Facebook account becomes, I mean, your account in this uh, network becomes your bank account because you can see, for example, you can go to anybody's uh, profiles and see how much money do they have there, how much is their both worth, voting worth, right? And all this series of things, all this, uh, whatever you have wrote, 
uh, written whatever you have, um, for example, edited, because if you edit the content, you can also see the edit history for it. So it's very transparent. Everybody sees what everybody has. So it's kind of, it has kind of its advantage and disadvantages. Of course, you, you need, everything is transparent. Everybody can see everything there. But this brings many other things like, okay, people have several accounts, um, they are anonymous and things like that. You know, they are like, uh, they don't want, the, most people in this world, they are anonymous people. They don't want the other people to know who, the, what their names are or who, where they live and all these things. Why? Because there are very bad people in this world. You know, there's people who can just, okay, let's go. I know how much money you have and, you know, all that things that go after that, you know? So I think I'm going through the tangents here, but what I wanted to say is that that was my first, um, let's say my first real um, entrance introduction. Yeah. Yes, in, into the ecosystem, right? So then afterwards I realized that there was this thing called the NFTs and, and I started getting interested because I saw actually the crypto punks going really for really high prices. And then I said, well, how can I actually get advantage, take advantage of this, you know, as a creative? And I went ahead and found out that I could actually mint my music. Minting is what you, when you, let's say in, in terms for the people to understand, you can upload the things and then actually claim it as that you are the creator of that, right? Because it, it's, it stays on the blockchain. A blockchain is a public ledger that any, anybody can see, just like I just described before. But it's a, it's a public ledger, right? So whatever is there, you can say, okay, I created it. Here it is. It's there is a time stamp, and I made it, and that's it. You know, it's so like a proof of of uh, authorship, let's say, right? Copyright, as if you have a copyright. Mm, yes, but that we can we will arrive to that later because there is okay. this. Um, there is an, an, this is another layer of it, right? Right now, I'm actually, uh, I'm actually a, a CCC, what they call a CC zero artist. So it's a, it means a Creative Commons zero. So whatever I do is actually, common, is, is um, public domain, right? So nobody has the copyright, but whoever buys it is theirs, and they mm. can do whatever they want with that. For example, if I create a piece of art you buy it, then the copyright is yours. And whoever wants can also copy that, even if they didn't buy it. It's a very, it's, it's, it's based on the open source uh, uh, principle, right? That people can actually take it and build upon it. So it's, um, it's, it's, it's a new movement, right? It's uh, something that it's, um, for example, I don't know if, if, if you've ever, you know what memes are, right? So memes are images that people can uh, have been sharing for a long time and then they become viral, right? So what the people are doing, for example, the people who come out in these memes, who, in these faces and, and the, the actual people who are in these memes, they are minting them and selling them after it became famous for over years and years. So they, they, it's like, Nope. Everybody profited from that before because they made memes and whatever they, money they could have made, however they did. But this person never got paid for that, right? Because they were using your, their faces and, and, or their dialogues or whatever they said. But what they do is they actually go ahead and mint it and sell it now after it's famous. So what you want to do with the Copyright Zero artwork is allow your art to be uh, used beyond your creation so it's uh, it's a form of also publicity right because for example if i make a, a graphic and i put it on and then you take it and you remix it and put it on it's like okay my artwork is already getting um, publicity because you are already using my artwork you understand it's it's, it's um it's we we let go of copyright right we we let go of intellectual property because we don't believe in this thing. We don't believe in anymore in that things should be like uh, my property. Okay, I create something, I put it out on the wild. It's on the blockchain that I made it first uh, and that's immutable, nobody can change that. So there is a provenance there. Okay, where did this meme come from? Where did this artwork come from? Actually, it derived, 
this artwork derives from something else that somebody else made. Oh, okay, who who is that guy and when did they mint it? And you know, it's like um, you can actually prove who actually, who made it first. You can in also do it uh, in backtrack, right? You can also do it, for example, if you published it on Twitter first or on Facebook first, because it's a timestamp there. But this is not something that is publicly um, available, right? Unless you have your account open to, for everybody to see or something like that. But in the blockchain, it's forever and it's there and you can prove it that you were the first who minted it at least because you could actually take it from somebody else and say, okay, I'm going to mint it first. It's, it, but it's, it's, it's kind of a, it's a, let's say, countercultural thing. You know? It's like going against what is the established uh, norm of copyright and this is mine and nobody can use it and things like that. So, and then uh, again, I went out in the tangent, okay? But uh, yes, this was more or less the, the start. The start was, I saw that I could do something and then I actually minted my first uh, NFT in 2021. No, sorry, in 2020, in September, so 2020. And it was a music NFT, actually. I created a, a, an electronic music track and I minted it and I left it there. I could not sell it. I had no idea how to sell it, but I said, okay, I need to do something. You know, I need to wait. I, I cannot wait for this. I know how to mint it. I don't know how to sell it, but I will just try and, and just do it. You know, like, okay, I did it. And then it stood there for months. And suddenly somebody discovered uh, the, the music and contacted me and say, look, I like your music. And, and I have some, 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 some discotheque in, in, the, in the metaverse. And I want you to come and play to, in this discotheque, like in this virtual discotheque. And then we will try to, uh, to sell your music, right? To the people who go there because they are normally NFT collectors. And probably while you're playing it, we can exhibit it so people can just click on it and buy it, right? And I said, well, I didn't know what was this, but I said, okay, yeah, let's go. I suppose it's like playing in a club, like a normal club, like they normally used to do before that. And then what happens is that the actual owner of the club bought the, this NFT, ended up buying it. So, And then I had a second one and somebody who was there also bought this second one right away. So I said, okay, there's some money here to be made. I've never had, never made so much money by selling music. I mean, I, I, at that moment, it was about 0 0.13 Ethereum, which is, uh, in nowadays money is about uh, $400 or so. I said, wow, I've never sold a, a single track to somebody else for that. You know, normally you get paid like peanuts for for selling one copy, it's, it's like less than a dollar for it is. And if we're talking about streams, this is like a one cent that they get, that you get paid for. And I said, well, there is something here to be done, I said. And then I started more and more, you know, like learning and, and making contacts and trying to build my own brand into this uh, ecosystem, right? And yeah, that was, uh, I think this, this sale happened in March, 2021. And since then I've been uh, minting constantly and getting into other projects and helping them too, um, as a, let's say community management and every, I mean, it's like, a, it's, it's a, you need to have a lot of different skills to actually make this work. It's not something that will come, okay, I'm just gonna mint my first my NFT and I will sell it. Oh yeah, you can sell it, you can be lucky like me, but then you don't know what else to do, right? Then you need to actually um, get involved in, in this community, get uh, to know other people, which be, will become eventually your, your, your collectors. Uh, it's, it's a complicated process, let's say. It's not easy, it's not uh, streamlined. Especially because, like I say, there are, there are no experts on this field. This field is so new that there are no experts. Whoever tells you there is an expert is probably scamming you. Yeah. <laughs> because every day there is something new. Every day. And every day you need to actually learn about that if you don't want to, to, to get behind. And especially the things that you need to learn the most are how to not get scammed by somebody else. The scammers are like... It's it's incredible how much they 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 can they have ingenious ways to 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 make you believe 
that uh, that what you're you're about to do is not bad for you, and then suddenly you lose all your money, right? It's crazy. It's like there's people who actually uh, socially engineer you for months, you know, into believe making making you believe that that you are friend that they're friends with you, whatever, and suddenly they send you a zip file for you to open, and that's that's the end. You know, it's like it's crazy like that. You know, it's like. Um, there's I've been I've read stories of people like they are horror stories I mean, people who lost uh, their livelihoods suddenly because they clicked on the wrong link and things like that. It's like you need to be like you need to change if you want to to enter this world. You need to change your perception about everything and everybody that nobody can be that everybody is your friend, but nobody can be trusted. It's very much like that. It's it's it's, it's sad that way. But it's, it's the way that human nature works. You know, every, people just always want to take advantage of it. It's not everybody, right? It's, it, I would say it's like 1% of the people who are like this, but that 1% makes so much damage that you have no idea. So it's like we, the community tries to take care of each other with this. You know, they are always putting out uh, new ways that people got scammed and everybody should know about this and everybody should learn. So. It's a constant learning process. There's no experts there. I mean, there's people who know a lot. There's people who know less. There are no experts. There's it's, everything is so new and there are so much new things coming every day that it's impossible to keep uh, track of all of them. It's like we say that one, one week in NFT time is like one month in normal time. You know, it's like you go, uh, you, you miss one week and it's, you, you, you miss like one month of normal life say because of all the information that you have to process every day so yeah i think i more or less gave a little bit of um of an overview so far yeah it's actually it's very interesting i mean like it's i know this is a very very big field and i've been trying to get into the the field of the crypto and the nft and i've been trying to study for for the last like maybe few months and i still like didn't cannot get a grasp of everything but i'm still learning slowly slowly and and you kind of yani lit some of the things that i didn't understand but i want to come back to the to to what you're saying like you have you said that basically uh, you have to have a lot of skills and you can so what can you actually sell on these things can you sell anything or it has to be basically has- basically you can sell anything whatever you it's 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 up to your imagination, actually. To and probably, if it's something that it's, uh, you probably need uh, somebody who can code. If if you're if what you're imagining is not really really there, or if you have coding skills, you're a programmer or, or or something, you can actually make it happen yourself, right? But basically, you can mint whatever you want. You can mint digital files. You can make. Um, NFTs or of, of, video, of videos, of um, artwork, of music, of uh, poetry. The poetry you, is getting big, big right you, now. Like, uh, sorry, okay. yes. Go ahead. No, go ahead. You can make whatever you want. For example, you can ex- uh, you can make an NFT that is simply a ticket to uh, to enter your special club of people. For example, if you have a group of uh, learning, for example, learning about uh, how to be a digital nomad and you want to gate this, uh, you don't want to give entrance to everybody to the premium content, let's say, but you want to make it uh, available for a certain amount of people who can actually pay for your NFT. You don't need to have artwork or anything on it. It's just a token that people can have in their wallets. And you, for example, can have a, um, a, ser- a Discord server that you can gate it to and say, okay, only the people who have these tokens in their wallet can enter this special room of uh, my Discord, and nobody else can. That's an example, for example. So, you, so it can be a membership pass, like I'm saying. It can be music. It can be artwork. It can be uh, written po- poetry. Uh, you can make a poem and sell it as an NFT. The good thing is that. You can actually, for example, when you, uh, there, this already it's, um, exists, right? Normally it, without NFTs, you can, you can have, for example, a, 
a group of uh, people and only the elite people who buy, who click on buy and get to enter to this part of the website that normally is not available to others. But these people who bought that cannot actually resell that. If they, if they say, okay, I don't want this anymore, they are, I mean, they didn't lose their money, but they cannot actually resell it. But with NFTs, you can. For example, if I, if I make a club and then you join and then you don't like it for some other reason, you can say, okay, I'm going to sell my, my pass to somebody else. But in the, normal, in, in the normal applications without this, you could not do it. I mean, you bought it, you didn't use it, and that's your problem, and you cannot actually do anything anymore. It's like you lost your money, let's say. Probably if the, the good thing is that the, there is an, a market price because, for example, if the, if the service that you're um, providing is really good and it was limited to 100 people and there's no more entrance for that and to actually get in, somebody has to sell their ticket and everybody wants to come in, probably the people who sell it will sell it for way more than they pay, paid it. And that's profit for them. So you're actually, and you, cannot, and you can actually earn royalties from that sell too. It depends on what you programmed on your NFTs. You as a creator will earn forever royalties on every sale that happens, forever. Even if uh, after you're, you're dead, if this NFT is still being selling, somebody will, I mean, this money will go to your wallet. And if somebody has um, control over your wallet, then they will receive this money, right? So it's, it's, um, it's a good mechanism for that because it becomes something that empowers the people who bought it too. So if, if they want to make money out of it, they, they will. For example, uh, there is this guy, I don't know, for sure you know, it's called uh, Gary V. I don't know if you've ever heard of him. Well, he's, a, he's a, like an entrepreneur, right? And he's got this thing called the uh, V Friends. And he, it's funny because he's just making um, doodles with his uh, in, in, in blank sheets of paper and they look horrible. But it's like they, he's not selling the artwork. He's just selling the, the, the actual uh, uh, possibility to be, for you to be able to, to, to be in this club of entrepreneurs. I mean, he's one of the biggest entrepreneurs nowadays. And everybody wants to be in that club because... I mean, not me, but everybody, let's say, wants to be in that club because it gives you a lot of benefits. You can learn a lot from him. You can have one-to-one -one time with him. Um, if your project is good enough, uh, you can pitch it to him and he will seed you with money to make it happen, things like that. So you get a lot of benefits. So normally it's like um, people used to pay, I think, one Ethereum. The, the was, this was the first... Uh, the. Um, Primary, primary sales price. And right now it's about, I don't know, 10 Ethereum, the people reselling it. So, and the people buy it. So in the secondary market, because they want to be in. So the people actually got it for less and they are reselling it for more for people who want to get in because there is no more supply. The supply is fixed. And that the, the people who bought it back in the day, that's, that's what it is. If you want it, you need to get it from somebody who, also, who already has it. So uh, it's like limited supply, limited supply. And it gives um, it, it's based on the premise of Bitcoin. You know, Bitcoin, it's uh, 21 million and that's it. And there will be no more. And and they are not even all mined, let's say that they are not even all in, cir in circulation. So it's like a fixed supply. It doesn't uh, there's no inflation on that. And actually there is a it's uh, it appreciates every day. I mean, some, if you zoom back on the, on the chart, you will see it always it's going up. It's like, okay, there are downs and up, downs and up. But if you, it, on the overall, it's been always on the rise. So, and I'm not a hundred percent, I mean, I'm not an economics expert, but this, uh, I am sure that has to do with the fact that there is limited supply, that you cannot just keep printing it and making new out of thin air, like it happens with fiat money. You know, fiat money, you can actually, these people, well, you know, the people who have the printer can just say, okay, let's, let's just print a, a lot of money right now because we need some uh, quantitative easing, what they call, and then just inject money. And what happens is that the people who have already money, their money, their value that they have goes down. It's like the purchase power, it's less and less for, the more circulate, the more money is in circulation, the less it, it's it's worth it. 
So with Bitcoin, it's completely the the the, the contrary. Opposite, basically, it's like instead of the money, the inflation. Basically, it's there is deflation. So basically, the deflation. Basically, yeah, the more time, the value of the Bitcoin is increasing because there is no more that will be printed or mined. Basically, okay, that's that's exactly. very very interesting what what you just told. Me. But like, I wanna I wanna go back again. Yeah, I wanna go with you a little bit. Like, I think we should definitely make another podcast about nfts and about how to go into the details and stuff because that's for me it's fascinating it's like it's super interesting and but there is like i think it's a very very big topic but i want to speak about you a little bit so what made you yeah become a digital nomad now? i mean is that well, why did you get out of the system why didn't you like it what's what triggered you okay the real reason you know i used to have a a very good job, actually. I was a um, um, purchase manager for an European um, electronics uh, comp- uh, selling company. Like I don't know if you ever heard of uh, MediaMarkt or or okay, they are they used to be. We used to sell electronics over the internet, right? We didn't have uh, stores; it was only online. Right, and I used to be the purchase manager of uh, of uh, elect- uh, audio and pro-, pro audio equipment. Right, so it's uh, it means that I used my job was to get calls from people who would sell me stuff, and I had to actually buy the stuff with not my money, but the company's money, and I had to actually make it sell on the internet. Right, I had to see what the concurrence was. Um, listing it for and I had to keep it under their price so I could be uh, uh, you know have a a price that I mean people in the internet you need to have a lower price otherwise people just go to the other website it's simple like that it's if you find it at 500 euros and then somebody's selling it for 495 you will go to the other side it's one click away I mean actually you don't need to walk from one store to the other it's just one click away so you have to Click. You have to be always competitive in prices, and that meant that I had to change prices up to three times a day in, I don't know, hundreds of products, and we didn't have the software to do it automatically back in the day, so we had to do it manually. So what I wanted to say is that I was managing a lot of money that was not mine and a lot of pressure. It was super stressful. We had something called the dreadful, the dreaded old stock. That they call you cannot have old stock because old stock means that if it's over two weeks on on the uh, on the deposit yes on the warehouse it's costing the company money so you need to rotate that you know like we the the perfect rotation was a two two times rotation that means that in for uh, every month you should buy the same product twice and sell it right so for example you buy this uh, i don't know this synthesizer and then you have it on your, you have a hundred units in your, in the warehouse. So these hundred units, you bought it at the first of the month. They should be gone before uh, the 15th of the month. So you can buy a second hundred, a second uh, order of hundred units that you will sell right after, uh, before the month ends. That's a two, two times rotation. And normally my, my rotation, my rotation was about 0.25. It was really horrible. And that meant uh, a lot of stress because uh, people, I mean, the the boss and everybody, the investors, they wanted to see money flowing, you know, coming out and coming back, going out and coming back. And there was a point that I saw myself in the mirror and I was looking like 10 years older, like literally I had uh, like bags, but like, but not black bag. It was white bags of, I don't know. It was something horrible. And I said, man, this is not myself. I can't live with this. I can't, my, my life cannot be that I just wake up in the morning and I have to rush to the, to the, to the subway and then go there and work the whole day and then come back and, and, and drink uh, six packs of, of beer because I hate my life so much that I just want to get uh, drunk and, and, and sleep until the next day until I wake up. And then the weekend comes and I just want to get wasted in the club because I hate my life. No, I cannot live like this. You know, I want to wake up in the morning and be, and be looking forward to do something that I, that I love, you know, that I okay, want to wake up and, and, and want to leave, you know. And then what happened was this, the, in 2008, there was this crash, economic crash. And of course, our comp- the company that I used to work for, 
the we work with a very little uh, margin you know like um, uh, of uh, we we the, the company worked in with 3% margin of of profit that's very 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 little that meant that when sales started to go down the company had to shut down right and i was one of the first ones to get laid off which i am very grateful for because i was one of the, one of the only ones who actually got paid because the people who stayed there until the end they never got paid <laughs> so it's like okay i got i got out of the con uh, company and then i got into this uh, in spain you have what they call uh, el paro which is like you get paid uh, i mean when you are working you you are you you are actually like an uh, putting allowance. some money yeah it's like an unemployment um uh fund right whenever every month you you would get uh, you would take some money automatically they would actually do it for you and put it on your fund so i had like for the the maximum allowance and the maximum paid payout so i was i i stayed like one and a half i had for uh, for one and a half year a monthly payment of 900 euros right and i said okay i had two choices i, I had one choice was to actually was to actually get another job which was not easy at that time because every you know most of the because of the crisis most of the jobs were uh, very scarce right and i had another chance uh, another um, option which was okay let's try to pursue my career as a musician right let's try to make music let's try to live off this thing so i had a good friend of mine who actually gave me some work with this i used to make music for um there was a company who made like uh, uh, training tapes for 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 the gym you know for aerobics and all this but they used to make uh, custom music so my job was to make like remixes of big uh, let's say like rihanna and all these things you know like but make it like in a style that could fit the uh, aerobics class right so this guy said okay you can have this job and and it would pay you about 450 euros per track which is very good because i would make like one track a, a week so that was great but i also lost this job at some point because of many reasons you know i was not uh, actually used to work with companies so it, it was like a very big step for me to go from just making music as a hobby to work with a company that needs uh, like um, let's say they need you, you need to actually deliver the stuff uh, at certain time and it's like you were working for, for a company but just making music right but you were still working for a company at some point so then i said okay uh somebody uh, came up and say okay look I've, i've been looking at your music and what you do and your dj sets and i want that you come here to brazil and make a tour and i said okay let's go there i, I made uh, i went for for one month and toured for one month then i went back and then the next year i did the same and during that time i kept just doing like little jobs here and there like uh, let's say um, self employed things you know like doing music and i also started making mixtapes for for aerobics teachers you know like uh, taking a lot of music together and just make it a one hour long mix and uh, at the bpm that they actually needed and then i got another job on some other people doing the same thing so i i started doing like whatever i could just to not get back to that 9 to 5 life right and to be able to just live from something that i really know how to do and that i love right and more or less that that's what i was uh, doing for i believe uh, three or four years and then i start i had this uh, I, i moved to brazil and i started uh, playing uh, as a dj professionally so i went from being every day in the studio to being every day in the studio but in on thursday i started to get on planes and go to to clubs and then another plane and another club and it's like living that life of 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 traveling but not real travel because you actually do not get to see anything besides the airport and the club so it's like uh, it's like more more living in in the in the airplane right 
And then that uh, at some point the gigs also started fading away for me. And I decided to open my own record label. I said, okay, let's start to, to let's start with the record label. And I did that for 10 years, actually. Last, uh, two years ago, I, or one year ago, I stopped. You know, I said, okay, there's, I'm going to stop with this because actually there was, having a record label is difficult. It's not something that people, it's like people think that you can just have, a, right now you can make it, it's, it, it's very easy to do, but to make it a success is super hard. It's like everybody's doing it. And you need to invest a lot of time on it. So people don't want to invest time on things. You know, people just want to make things and they want instant results. And that's why people just give up. So I didn't give up. I, I did it for 10 years in a row. And this was making enough money to, to maintain itself. You know, it's like I could not even pay my own bills with these things. But I just kept doing it because it was like, I love it, you know, it's like, a, it's, it's like a legacy that you leave, okay, you select the music, you make a lot of contacts you know, with artists and all this, and with um, graphic artists, and you create like your own network out of it, right, but it's, it's actually not something that is monetary viable, let's say, for at least not at the scale that I was doing. So anyways, then um, after that, I had the luck to actually, let's say, come up uh, with this idea of, of entering through the, the cryptocurrency thing. And that actually helped much more in, into being, um, a, 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 let's say, out of, and to keep myself out of the system, let's say, out of the, out of the normal nine to five work, you know, depending, working for somebody else at that. I and actually, sorry. Yes, please and go ahead. I, I wanted to ask you, and now you've been doing that for a while, and that's like you are, that's the only thing you're doing, and that's keeping yourself sustained. You are fine with that. Like you, you're living, it's, you're covered basically. This, this kind of work that you're doing now, it's like it's, it's, it's helping you to live, you're paying your bills. That's fine, right? That's correct. Yes. And okay. it's, uh, look, um, it's not easy at all. It's something that is, it, it demands a lot of uh, mental uh, strength because it's not some, it's, it's like, I don't know if, you have, uh, if you're used to this or if it happens to you, but being self-employed or, or being uh, not having a nine to five or not working for a company means that some, sometimes you're very fine and sometimes you're really not that fine in terms of money. So it's like a wave. And one thing that I learned to do but it took me a long time to actually learn that I had to do it this way is that when you are doing, it's like, a, I mean, this is like a wave, right? So you have the crest of the wave and you have the valley of the wave. So when you're in the crest of the wave, that's when you are good. You're making a lot of money. You, you have, you're spending money like crazy. And then suddenly there, you don't, you actually don't prepare for the valley. And that's when you are totally depressed. Nothing works. Uh, you barely can pay your bills. So it's like, when you learn that you, when you're going up that crest, you need to actually prepare for the valley that is, it, that will inevitably come. It will come. It doesn't matter how low will you go, probably lower and lower. That's, that's what we want to do. You know, less, less, uh, higher lows and, high, and, and higher high, uh, high highs, highs and high lows. Yes. So normally when, when, when you learn that when you are in the, in the crest that you have to have a cushion for when the bad time comes, then you are, then it's easier. But before that, it's, it's very, very complicated to actually take, get this rhythm. And the, you know, there's a lot of depression involved and all this because of course, nobody's there to tell you, you know, that everything will be fine or, or, or this is normal or it's like you have to learn that to, to yourself. So it's, it's, it's complicated. It's, it's not easy. But if, that's why I think it's important to do something that you really love because if you love what you're doing and you're having fun with it, then that means you're doing it right. And then if you're doing it right, then it means, okay, it gives you meaning as a human being, you know, like, okay, I'm, it's, I'm not making too much money with it, but I love what I'm doing, you know, or, 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 you know, or maybe right now I'm in the, in the valley and of the, in the bad times, but I love what I've done in the past and I know that I will be fine again. 
and things like that. So you have to you have to actually constantly keep you know like motivating yourself with all this stuff, especially in the bad times, you know, because when the numbers are green, everybody's happy, everybody, everything's good. But when the numbers are red, it's, it's like, okay, you need to have, to have this uh, discipline, let's say, okay, that you know is, will be fine at some point and, uh, you know, not, not let yourself uh, like be dragged onto, into the bad. Let's that's say. That, that, that's a great analogy what you just said and it's I, I think it's applied not only in crypto but it's all it's it's a mindset that anybody who wants to be like self-employed and independent has to do it like you just said and it's a, it's it's a very nice analogy with the 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 crescent and the the valleys and stuff and I completely agree with you and it's something that I think I've developed or all of us who are working as digital nomads no matter where you are we've developed that like in order to survive it's like a, an essential thing to have. Uh, I would like to continue with you. I would like to do like another podcast with you and go more into details. But unfortunately, our time today is a little bit like running low. So I want to ask you something. If somebody wants to um, to do what you're doing, like to go into NFTs, I, I don't understand a lot. Is there anything like any recommendation, anything? How to start? How did you start? Like give us, give the people who are interested any guidance give us like the you know like the the start of the thread something like that you know can you can you give us something like that can you tell us uh, what did you do or or a tip on how to start in that uh, domain well there is actually no um let's say th- there are basic basic things that you can do but there is no like a like one size one size fits all solution right but what i would say is like if you want to become um uh, independent in making uh, your own, selling your own creations as NFTs. Well, the first thing you should do is to start building your brand. You should open, uh, there's no other way you need to open a Twitter account because everybody that is in this ecosystem is on Twitter. And you actually need to start building your, follow, your, your, your brand there, your followers there. You need to make contacts there. You need to um, I would say, let's say step, step by step, open a Twitter account, start making, uh, start uploading your content as, as whatever it is. If it's photos, if it's music, start showing up every day. You need to show up like if it's a job, you need to tweet about your things, work in progress. You need to show that you are actually an artist or whatever, that you're actually creating something because you can, you can, it's very easy to just take something from somebody else and make it look like you did it. And you need to actually show that you are doing it. For example, there's many people who do like this time-lapse videos where they, they speed draw things. So they, you can see that they actually drew the, the, the picture that they are going to sell later. So first step is open a Twitter account and start building your own brand, create, uh, make contacts, uh, get involved in the conversation, learn about uh, cryptocurrency, learn, make your your own uh, let's say make your uh, a crypto wallet learn about the securities uh, um, what do you need to do to keep yourself safe and your money safe because crypto is about you are you have your money and it's yours and you need to take care of it you know there's no bank that will if somebody comes and steals your money from the bank the bank still has your back right most of the time but with crypto, if you lose it, you lost it. You cannot go to anybody else to recover it. So you have to actually change your mindset into you need to take care of your own stuff. So that means you need to learn how to not lose it. So I would say create your brand, learn about crypto as much as you can, learn about the platforms and what you can do with it because the technology is there and you can actually, if the more you learn, the more you, you can create things that are out of that are not normal let's say you can use the blockchain as your medium right so you can create things that are not just not only a photo and put it there you can create experiences for example so create your brand learn about the technology and show up every day it's like show up make contacts um, try to find people who will become your your people who will pay for your stuff. And normally these people, you need to actually either have incredible art that everybody will want 
or have contacts that will want to support you in your journey. These people, there's a lot of altruism in this in this world, you know, this uh, in this crypto world. People, um, I've seen people um, giving away money just because somebody is having a problem, right? And it's like it's it's insane. It's like because they call it, you know, they call it this the funny play money, you know. So it's like why? Because people are making a lot of money out of it. So people don't mind about, of course, if somebody needs and for real and donate to these people. For example, now with the Ukraine crisis, there were a lot of artists there living in Ukraine and suddenly everybody just started to make funds, um, decentralized funds to send to, to, to people in, in Ukraine to help and all that, to bypassing NGOs, bypassing all these things. So just going directly to the, to the, to the, benef to, to the beneficiary. So people became benefactors to people who needed it. In, in, their, in the worst moment of their lives. And to that people, their lives, some, some lives were saved. So what I wanted to say with that is like, you need to create a, um, your brand, you need to create a show that you can actually do something to benefit, to give value to the community. You have to find out how to, you can give value. And in this process, you will create um, a circle of, um, of supporters, a circle of friends, a circle of, uh, of um, collectors, let's call it, who will support you because you are giving value to the ecosystem and they will uh, rem give it back to you in form of crypto. So I would say those are the three critical steps. But the one thing I wanna tell anybody who is starting it, this is that it's, it's not gonna be easy. Um, it's not gonna happen from one day to the other. You may sell something one day, and it doesn't mean that you will sell it the next day and the next week and the next month. So don't get discouraged if it doesn't happen. Just keep going. And, you know, uh, you need to be persistent. You need to have, um, uh, you need to be, I don't know how to say it in English. Yes, yes. You need to have consistency. consistency. That's, that's the recipe for success for everything. Yes, All right. Exactly. Uh, Green, thank you very much for your time. Uh, after we finish, I will schedule another uh, another episode with you because this is not over. I mean, there is so much that we can learn from you and so much uh, things that we can dig into deeper. So, so stay tuned, guys, for another episode that we're going to do with Green. And uh, I would like to thank you personally for, uh, for coming and uh, sharing all this information. I think it's going to be very useful for some people who are interested in the NFT and stuff like that. Uh, and whoever wants to become a digital nomad. And uh, yes, thank you. And uh, thank you guys thank for you. listening. Uh, I know that I cut this episode shortly, but we are going to continue it very soon. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed it. And I will see you guys at uh, on another episode uh, of uh, Digital Nomad Skills and How to Become a Digital Nomad. I am your host, Rahim. Today, we had with us a green who is working in NFT and is an artist. And see you guys next time. Thank you and have a nice day.